0: Where the Stars Fell. A crossover episode.
1: What does that sign say? St. Patrick's Catholic Church. God is Gouda and he's cheesed to meet you. Are you sure it says Catholic? Shockingly, yes. Great. So we definitely took a wrong turn back at the florist. Perhaps not. It might make sense for a reincarnated prophet to live near the town church. Yeah, but this is David. They're pre-Christianity. If anything, they'd be by a synagogue. That's where Ezekiel put the radio station. I asked the man at the counter, and he said he'd never heard of a David King. If there anything like Ezekiel, we should be looking for a theater. Or a crew filming Hoarders. Hmm. Your leg okay? I'm going to go get my cane from the truck. Uh, princess.
0: I love you, I am not calling it that.
1: I'll be right here. Is that? You're a asshole's hair streak, aren't you? What are you doing all the way upstate? No wonder you're in danger. Oh! 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 Jesus! Fuck! Christ! Oh, god damn it, I just got blood out of this shirt! Oh!
2: <sighs> um, hello? Hello? Sir? Oh, no, uh, ma'am? Are you alright? Shit. You seem to be. Uh, bleeding. Quite a lot. It's fine. Do you need me to call an ambulance? Or I have a first aid kit back at the...
1: I'm fine, really. It's just a... Actually, nothing is wrong. You can just go. Ma'am,
2: there's blood pouring down your face. I re- I'm
1: super aware of that. Thank you. Maybe
2: a, a-, a towel or-, or something? Hey,
1: buddy! I said you can...
2: Did... I'm sorry, did your nose just heal itself?
1: Uh, I can explain. Okay. Uh, what did you say your name was?
2: Father Ben, I'm the head priest here at St. Patrick's. Is this a regular occurrence for you?
1: Yes, because I'm an angel, and that was a miracle.
2: An angel?
1: Be not afraid. Which one? Uh, fuck, who do I know? Michael! I'm the- nope, absolutely not. Michael, I'm the Archangel Michael. Really? What else could I possibly be? What are you doing at St. Pat's? At your church? Uh, I just, you know, visit them sometimes. Churches, synagogues, the works. Helps to keep me connected to the common man. Or woman. Or whatever.
2: And out of all the religious congregations in New York State, uh, in America... In the world, you chose to visit us? Sure. Well, gosh, I'm honored. You are? Absolutely. If the Archangel Michael decided to pay us a visit, we got to be doing something right. Unless this is more of an
1: intervention? No, no, you guys are great. Uh, Fantastic stuff, just... Holy to the max.
2: That's amazing. Thank you so much, really.
1: Don't mention it.
2: Would you like a tour? Huh? A tour of the church. The light through the stained glass is just beautiful this time of day.
1: You know, I really should be getting back to my uh, angelic duties. Oh,
2: please, you came all this way, I insist.
1: Well, how could I possibly say no to that?
2: So, Michael, uh, can I call you Michael? Sure. Where did you travel from, Michael?
1: Jerusalem. Oh! Uh, Oregon. I see. Not heaven? Oh, well, yeah, duh, but you already knew that.
2: I guess I did. What were you doing out in Oregon?
1: Oh, you know, working at a diner.
2: A diner?
1: Yeah. I do a little of everything. Cook, clean, wait, bus, mop. Mostly cleaning.
2: Very interesting. Is there something in the diner that needs protecting? You being the angel of protection and all. Uh, The whole town does. I see.
1: Jerusalem, Oregon.
2: Never heard of it.
1: It's small. I think everyone knows each other's names and business and blood types small.
2: Let me guess. They need protection from themselves?
1: No. Well, yes. But more from plagues uh, of frogs, phoenixes, lions, and slime golems.
2: That does sound dangerous. I'm sure you're a very busy angel. You
1: have no idea.
2: Why the diner? Hmm? Why is your hub the diner?
1: That's because Gabriel runs it. Gabriel? Oh, yeah, the Archangel Gabriel is around two.
2: And did he come with you?
1: No, she couldn't.
2: Who else would run the diner?
1: Exactly.
2: So, I'm assuming it's just you and Gabriel back in Oregon? No. No? No. Oh well, I guess there are more angels. Yeah. Yes. Who?
1: I'm not sure if you've heard of her. Try me. Uh, Lucy. Lucifer. No, no. no. Oh,
2: my apologies.
1: It happens way more often than you'd think.
2: Well, this is mine. I figured. Come on in, Michael. And for the longest time, my favorite had to be the portrayal of the sixth act of contrition, Veronica wiping the face of Jesus. The way the sunlight hit the deep red of Jesus's face on the cloth was something else. But I've grown so fond of the final panel of stained glass. There's just something so compelling about all of the red and the dark contrasted against a flying dove. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Uh, I'm sure you've seen far better stained glass in your lifetime. Nah. I find that hard to believe, Michael. There's some amazing stuff out in Vatican City.
1: I've never been.
2: You've never visited Vatican City?
1: Nope.
2: But you did visit... Our little church in upstate New York?
1: Well, uh, of course. Well,
2: color me honored. (laughs) Are you all right? Hmm? You seem uncomfortable.
1: Oh, I'm just, uh, tired from traveling.
2: Of course. Sit, sit. Aren't I an awful host, going on and on without tending to my divine guest? Sit, I insist.
1: It's all right.
2: Would you like anything to drink?
1: Uh, communion wine?
2: Uh, we water it down.
1: Uh, c- cut out the middleman.
2: Finest bottle of water, coming right up.
1: <laughs> Text Lucy. Lucy, at St. Patrick's, weird situation, think they have a bathroom. Hurry. Send text.
2: Your water, Michael. Sure you wouldn't
1: prefer it holy? <laughs> nah. <It's> too spicy. <laughs> so,
2: what brings you here?
1: We already went over this.
2: No, not here. I mean, what brings you to Earth?
1: Oh. Well, I never really leave. Oh? Not for long. The big man prefers us to be on the ground.
2: I can appreciate that. Oh, and I think you'll appreciate this. One of my parishioners recommended this app for me. There are a ton of apps that give you a Bible verse a day, but this one has them in their original Latin, which is so cool. Check out the verse of the day.
1: I can't read Latin.
2: You can't read Latin?
1: Don't really need it to be a protector of the earth.
2: That's fair. Um, The verse of today is... Well, in English, it's for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. First Thessalonians 416. It mentioned you. Neat. You know, you frightened me at first.
1: What's so scary about a lady running at first into a tree?
2: (laughs) Fair enough. When I found out you were the Archangel Michael, I mean. Why? I thought you were going to tell me the world was ending.
1: Uh, Um, what, uh... Ma'am,
2: I'm messing with you. What? I know you're not an angel.
1: Funny. How could you tell?
2: Well... I still don't know how you healed your nose like that, but. And I really mean no offense. You seem just about the furthest thing from an angelic being to me.
1: You have no idea.
2: So, Michael, what's your real name?
1: Dr. Edison Tucker. Uh, but just Ed is fine. Ed. And I'm actually the Antichrist. <laughs>
2: Oh, you're serious?
1: As the apocalypse,
2: Ed. Do you really expect me to sincerely believe that you?
1: (sighs) Mom, what? Trust me. If this was your life, you wouldn't find it very fun. Look, I'm not here to do anything or hurt anyone. I, I promise. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry.
2: For what?
1: Panicking. Lying. Being, like, the number one Catholic bad guy ever.
2: Uh, well, you... Can't really help the last part. I can't. Uh, In a twisted way, it's nice. What? To have my faith confirmed, even though that isn't really the point. I'm not supposed to need that confirmation, you know? Uh, Proof. And I didn't, but, you know...
1: You're welcome, I guess. (laughs) Right. Uh, Thanks.
2: It's nice to find out you're right. Right. How do you mean?
1: You aren't right. Am I
2: not talking to the Antichrist?
1: Well, yeah, but am I really how you pictured the Antichrist when you learned about him? Pretty sure they don't mention hearts uh, in the Bible.
2: Well, no, but- By
1: the way, the actual Michael is on Earth. Pretty different from how any religious text describes him. So are demons. If you met the actual angel Gabriel, you'd hurl.
2: But they exist.
1: If you met any of them, if you'd been through what I'd been through, you wouldn't believe in God either. Are you an atheist? I am not above telling a priest to shut the fuck up. I'm not going to preach at you. Yeah, I'm an atheist.
2: Okay, walk me through that.
1: What do you mean? You
2: don't believe in God, but your entire existence is kind of proof that he is very much real, not to mention the devil. Heck, you just told me you know several angels and demons. Isn't claiming that God isn't real just being willfully obstinate?
1: No, I definitely believe God is real. I'm a scientist, for Christ's sakes. If there's one thing I know how to do, it's accept when the evidence points to something.
2: So, you're an atheist because you believe science and religion are incompatible?
1: Nope, again. I literally had to fight a slime mold golem one time because of Michael's science fair project.
2: And I would love to circle back to that after we're done with this conversation.
1: I said I didn't believe in God. As in... I don't think that fucker has a clue what he's doing. Okay. Uh,
2: I'll be honest. I've never heard that argument before.
1: It's not an argument. I know for a fact that God exists. You said it yourself. I'm living proof. One of my doctorates is in theology, and I can't possibly believe that millions of humans across time have just mass hysteria their way into three different Abrahamic religions, one of which is basically built into the cultural bedrock of this country. But see, just because something exists doesn't mean you have to believe that it's got it all right. I look around, hell, I look at my life right now and what I'm trying really hard to prevent from happening, and I just can't go along with the idea that this is what's according to plan. You're telling me things like, War, genocide, country music written after 9-11, that's the plan he's got for us? And I'm just expected to be okay with that being what happens? If an omnipotent, omniscient being from beyond time and space says that I had to see five people from my hometown die of black lung before I turned eight, I should be allowed to say no. I don't think that's actually the best idea, and you should lose your job. I believe armadillos exist. I just don't think they should get to be, you know, president.
2: Hmm. Alright. I can see that perspective. But, I also think that there are plenty of people throughout history who have gone through terrible, difficult experiences and come out the other side feeling even closer to God. Sometimes he really does test us, and our faith, to make us stronger.
1: Yeah, but, be honest, most of us just end up needing therapy, not Jesus. Ow, my girlfriend is Jewish, if you want to get into that perspective. Tons of Jewish people completely lost their faith in God after the Holocaust. Some of them believed he was long dead, or just the aforementioned bad at his job, or just cared so much about the bigger picture that he didn't think to, you know, maybe stop six million of his supposed kids from dying. Sure, some of them just up and stopped believing God existed. But... A lot of them essentially said, this is still my community, and these are my people, but, buddy, you're fired.
2: Well, that's certainly not my place to debate, but I still disagree. I think the whole point is that the picture is so, so, so big that it's entirely beyond our human comprehension. Maybe even angelic.
1: I mean, yeah... I've asked, and they don't have a clue. Exactly.
2: And I think that beyond the faith, blind or not, the Bible has a lot of important things to teach us about how to be a good person. I question its content all the time. It's part of being a good student. But I know that Jesus himself said, if you take only one thing away from God's teachings, it's to treat other people how you'd like to be treated. That's a really valuable framework to see the world through.
1: Okay. So, following your argument, believing in God and what he teaches is good because it gives you a moral code that, in practice, aims at making the world a better place. Yes. Cool. What happens when you stop believing? Sorry? You structure your entire sense of right and wrong and how to treat other people around the idea that because God says this is how you should do it, that's what you do. Imagine you realize that he maybe doesn't know what he's doing. Hell, imagine you leave the church for any number of reasons that tons of people do. By your argument, what are they supposed to use for their moral code now? What's to stop them from just running around, killing, and looting? Some people take that shit really literally— As in, Leviticus, literally. Romans, literally.
2: (sighs) Unfortunately, yes.
1: Yeah, so you admit it. It's a really, really bad idea to base how you treat other people off a bunch of books that some guys supposedly wrote thousands of years ago, because guess what? You can use language like that to justify pretty much anything. You can do the crusades, you can burn people at the stake, you can tell little fucking kids that they're going to hell for no other reason than... Oh my god! Oh shit, shit, sorry! Sorry, I'm not on fire, I swear! It's just my my shield. Hold on. (sighs) 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 Sorry. It kind of comes out of nowhere when i get nervous uh, please tell me you're not having a heart attack i am not that kind of doctor
2: no no i i'm fine i think i just got my first few gray hairs but i'm fine
1: sorry i'm not i'm not mad at you i know And I... Wait, what?
2: Ed, I'm a Catholic priest. I know what religious trauma looks like.
1: Right. I guess you probably assumed from all that and the accent and... Yeah.
2: I had a feeling. And I'm certainly not going to tell you that what happened to you was okay, much less a reflection of what I think Christianity should be. But... Oh, boy. I do have an answer for you. Regarding your concern about where to base your moral code. Oh, really? Really. I went to college, too, you know. You have to do a lot of school to wear these robes. Now, if you asked me to remember anything from my freshman year algebra course, I'd be stumped, but I did take more than a few philosophy classes. And, you might be surprised to know, enough sciences to cover my gen eds.
1: Can you give me one fact other than mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell?
2: Isaac Newton died a virgin, which is ironic considering he was staunchly anti-Catholic.
1: Okay. Fine. What's your answer?
2: Jesus was not the first person to say, be kind to each other. There were elephants mourning their dead, and sea otters hugging while they slept to keep each other from floating away long before he was born. You are kind to other people because they're people. And people are all we've got. I believe in God because the Bible says that he loves me. I know that I am not just loved no matter what, even when I doubt myself or make mistakes or hurt other people, but worthy of that love. Choosing to believe in God means choosing to believe that I am worth creating a wonderful life for myself and the people I care about. Most of it is a metaphor anyway, and when we get it right, it's just another reason to take care of one another. So, you're trying to stop the apocalypse? Yeah. Okay. So, while that is objectively terrifying to me, I know that there isn't anything I, personally, can do to stop it. What I can do is use the time I have here on Earth to help my community and try to make the world one that's worth saving.
1: That's a pretty Jewish sentiment for a Catholic.
2: And yeah, the best student learns from all his teachers.
1: Yeah, well... I can't say it's not overwhelming. But... we're doing the best we can.
2: Sorry, we?
1: Oh, farts! I
0: am the Hushma
1: and I command you to... I'm just now realizing I probably could have worded that text better.
2: Is that? Uh, is this the girlfriend?
1: This is an angel. Bye.
0: Give Where the Stars Fell is a production of Caldera Studios and Rogue Dialogue. This episode was written by Newton Shadalcotti and Lucy Brown, with story editing by Bob Ramunda and Jack Marone. directed by Newton Shadalcotti and Bob Ramunda. Here's our cast in order of appearance.
1: Newton Shadalcotti, Dr. Edison Tucker, Madeline Harview, Lucille Kensington,
2: Casey Callahan, Father Ben.
0: Sound design by
1: Newton Schottelcotti.
0: Where the Stars Fell main theme by Tyler Petty. The Forgive Me theme and the crossover theme by me, Adam Raimunda. To find out more about Where the Stars Fell, head over to wherethestarsfell.com. And to find out more about Forgive Me, make your way over to Roguedialog.com. We hope you enjoyed this crossover. We really loved making it. If you're new to either of the shows, both shows have three seasons out, and we would love if you went and listened to them. Thank you so much. See you soon. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
2: If you're looking for a podcast adventure, check out Dumb
0: Dumbs and Dragons, a podcast where improvisers and comedians who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Dumb Dumbs and Dragons has been featured on the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast, ranked number two of all fiction podcasts in America,
2: and has been downloaded more than four million times. Dumb Dumbs and Dragons can be discovered anywhere hilarious podcasts can be found. It's like Lord of the Rings, if everyone was an idiot.